HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. This is Katie, HRN Executive Director, and I'm so excited to share with you our coverage from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. We are here live today at Charleston Wine and Food. Join us as we talk all things food. Come to Charleston, eat some seafood. Eat all of the seafood. Chicken fried chicken with chorizo steak and salsa verde mashed potatoes. So quintessentially like Southern fare at its finest. And have important conversations. We're also talking about professional women in restaurants and how underrepresented they are. People of color in restaurants and how they're not talked about. We get real with Food Network's Manit Chohan. Balance is BS. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was, yeah, I was told that uh, I wasn't going to be bleeped out. And find out about raising sugarcane with Chef Sean Brock. It's like being Indiana Jones or something. You never know what you're going to find. You'll come away inspired by the power of food and the food scene in Charleston. Here's Dr. Jessica B. Harris. Food is constantly in flux. Food is always moving. Food is the only real lingua franca that we have that allows us to connect with other folks. So tune in to Heritage Radio Network on tour at heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you get your podcasts. You can't go wrong. Welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food fighter and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what, exa- what exactly are they? Japanese food is still mystery for many people, so I'll try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Machiko Chiba, who is the best-selling cookbook author, and television personality, and entrepreneur from Japan. Uh, also in the studio is uh, Machiko's daughter, Akiko Chiba, to help Machiko. And by the way, Akiko is a very successful pianist based in New York City. And Machiko has taught at prom- prominent culinary schools, including Blue Golden Blue in Paris and London. And in Machiko's English cookbooks, uh, bes- uh, alongside uh, many, many Japanese cookbooks, include Japanese dishes for wine lovers, 
um, the cooks and cookbook, Microwave Cooking the Japanese Way, Simple, Healthy, and Delicious. And the latest one, which just came out in January, is called、uh, the Kukzen Wagashi Cookbook Traditional Japanese Sweets Made Simply in the Microwave. And Wagashi, or traditional Japanese sweets, are not very well known outside of Japan, but each piece is an art because of its aesthetics and、um, the delicate culinary technique. Uh, behind it. So, today we'll discover the, what wagashi is, how to make wagashi at home, and、uh, Machiko's interesting past to become a famous culinary expert, and much, much more. But before we start, Japanese is available on Heritage Radio Network、uh, website, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify and subscribe to Japanese. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Also,、um, if you have any ideas about topics of the show or show guests, please let us know. You can email us at japaneseheritageradionetwork.org or akikatema.com. Now, let's start our conversation with Machiko Chiba. Hello, Machiko san and Akiko san. Welcome to Japanese. Hi. So,、uh, first of all,、uh, where did you grow up and how did you get into cooking? And I heard that、uh, when you get mar- got married, you went to learn cooking from famous Kyoto Kaiseki chefs. What a lucky husband. Yeah,、um, I grew up in Hokkaido and、uh, I started to get into cooking when I participated in、uh, several competitions.、Mm. And I got the first prize, several first prizes.、So. And、uh, luckily, so I received several、um, first prizes, which led me to. The, Uh, be showcased、mm-hmm. uh, in television show as well as in magazine as a culinary artist.、Mm, that's amazing. So you went to, you got married and studied cooking. Yeah. And I also heard that you studied、uh, Japanese, Chinese, French, and Italian cuisines、yeah. at professional culinary schools at each country. So, so you got married and you went to speak, I mean, learn. Japanese cooking in Kyoto restaurant first? Is that what happened? Yeah.、Um, in cooking, I was always、uh, curious of everything. So it was uh, uh, natural for me and,、uh, to, to try and learn as much as possible. And、uh, regardless of which country the food came from,、mm. I also have a very understanding family.、Mm. Um, we always support one another with、uh, whatever it is that we are working on.、Mm, right. So, but then you moved around the world with your husband? Or、yeah. how, is that how you lived in? <laughs> yeah, you can jump in. No, my dad stayed at home. Oh, we got Oh, wow. Had to work. <laughs> really? Wow. So, you are the,、um, the bread <laughs> maker. Wow. Yeah, he, my, my husband is very busy, so he's a doctor.、Mm. Yes. And, he、uh, has patients to look after. Oh, <laughs>、yeah. right, right, right. So, oh, wow. So, you studied abroad, I mean, studied cooking in、mm-hmm. each country while your husband, the doctor husband, is working, working. in, in <laughs> Japan. Wow. What、yeah. an advanced family concept. <laughs> he、right. Also, he takes care of the cat. So. Okay. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So,、um, so another thing I was very impressed with,、um, you know, about what you did,、um, you developed、uh, Kukuzen, which is a pot specifically、uh, made for microwave.
and it was sold over uh, to over half a million people worldwide. So you're such an entrepreneur. So how did you come up with the idea of developing a microwave-friendly pot? Um, I came up with the idea of developing a good cookware for microwave, and because there were nothing made for it back then. The microwave oven seemed to be a tool which only warmed food mm. and drinks. So I, I decided to make a good product, like a kukuzen, and which I named the kukuzen cookpot. Mm. Uh, it is a pressure cooker in the microwave, mm. which cooks food very quickly while maintaining most vitamin and nutrition. You can cook things like a spare rib in a 10 minutes and uh, yeah. steamed rice in 30 minutes and uh, baked apple in a 3 minutes. Wow. And the stew and the curry, uh, I love curry very much. And the curry within 10 minutes, so mm. we can cook. Right, the curry means a Japanese thick curry. So no, which in is Indian. Uh, oh, Indian curry. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, wow. oh, that's I heard that, that, that it's a big uh, hit item in India too because mm. you. You can cook curry. Yeah, <laughs> she went to India for two two weeks to study different spice. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! So in addition to French, Italian, Japanese, and she can also, she also went to cook India, India too. India too. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, I visited India to study of cook mm. curry cooking. So. Mm. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So uh, I'm sure like the thousand spices to learn from. So it's mm. amazing. Okay. And uh, so, um, what is your philosophy of cooking? Because I think using microwave oven is pretty approachable and not so challenging. And you went to top culinary schools, but you decided to make it available to regular consumers. Is that what you want to do? Um, my wish? Yeah, your philosophy of cooking. Yeah. Uh, my wish is to uh, make uh, people happy. Mm-hmm. and healthy with my cooking. Uh, if I can help to show healthy way to cook, uh, simply difficult recipes, and promote wellness in general, then I'm, go- I'm doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, micro-cooking is helpful for that because it is very helpful. Mm-hmm. It is now proven to be one of the healthiest way to cook. Because of its fast cooking time, one can retain most vitamins and nutrition and minerals from mm. food naturally. One example, um, we, don't know, we don't use water to cook vegetables in the cook them. Vegetables already had their one water content. So we let them cook from within. So once you cook them in the cook them, uh, cook them in the cook them, mm. and in the microwave, mm. the vegetable come out sweet, fragrant, vibrant, and the texture that perfect. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, I heard that your um, husband was uh, assigned to like you, your husband worked as a doctor in America. First, and then uh, you yeah, learned yeah. the microwave, the right? That's the, oh. that's how you got inspired. No, I didn't do the microwave. Mm. So 
and uh, when I, I came to United States mm. in Pittsburgh, mm. so so many people using the microwave, I was wa- wondered because I dislike microwave <laughs> very much. Wow. And and uh, that time, so there are many many microwave cooking school. Mm. I visited cooking school. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was so surprised, <laughs> but it was an American mm. American cooking, mm. and I thought. I want to change, and mm. the Japanese cooking is something different. So when I back to Japan, I study and study microwave cooking. Mm. Yeah. Right. Wow. So I have to read you more about your bo- other books too. <laughs> I read <laughs> your Wagashi book, but yeah. it's amazing. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Wagashi. Um, so Wagashi is not very well known outside Japan. So maybe you could tell us what Wagashi is and uh, what kind of uh, Wagashi a classic and popular for listeners who have no idea about the wagashi. Uh, we have many classic and popular type of wagashi. Uh, there would be something you can easily find in store. Uh, there would be something like uh, uh, daifuku. Mm-hmm. Daifuku mochi. Right. Yeah. Soft rice quick cake with sweet red bean paste inside. Mm. Did you? Um, right. <laughs> you know, the I think uh, for American consumers, um, you know, the mochi ice, that's mm. similar uh, to, I think, yeah. daifuku, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Akiko? Well, the, the shell, the dough is the same, I mm. think, right. as the daifuku. And, and then it was the kind of frozen version that's a mochi ice cream, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the most well-known dessert, probably. Right. Yeah. But I think wagashi... Um, is um, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the Japanese little desserts that are often served at the Japanese tea ceremonies in mm. Japan. So it is very, very um, naturally sweet. I mean, there's no um, like butter or oil or any funny things added. <laughs> but because the Japanese matcha tea is very bitter, it complements by having that small um, mm. sweets that often melts in your mouth right. and uh, mo- um, it's very seasonal too sometimes you you know in the cherry blossom season you'll see the cherry blossom flower uh, wagashi um, in summer it will be different flowers or mm. you know, mountain motifs right. and also seasonal. like it's showing ice or waterfall they have more uh, t- translucent yeah like jelly looking yeah items yeah yeah i think that's right so origin of uh, wagashi is the tea ceremony mm-hmm. right so so that i think um you know you can have the contrast of the flavors like bitter and sweet like you mm-hmm. said also um because of um you know the ca- caffeine, strong caffeine in tea. You need some cushion in your stomach, oh, and the beautiful true. wagashi <laughs> helps too. That's what I heard too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. The, so some dry. Do you know dorayaki and yokai mm. is very popular. Let's talk about it. Dorayaki. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think yeah. well, you know, there are two types of like really beautiful like gem look wagashi, like you know, uh, like art piece of art. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, but there's a lot of um, comfort food type, which is daifuku or dorayaki. Yeah. So dorayaki, what is dorayaki? Dorayaki, yeah. <laughs> a pancake sandwich with a sweet bean paste. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, nanazuki. Mm. 
like pancake. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, you, you know, it's like if you go to Japan, it's, so, it's sold even in the supermarket. Mm. And that's how wagashi is common in, in Japan too. Mm-hmm. Like the supermarket shelves, you, you have dorayaki and mm. daiku all the time. Yeah. yeah. But also yokan is very, very popular in Japan. Mm. And uh, a sweet red bean. Aga, we use aga jewelry. Mm. And yeah. Right. And uh, it's kind of a jello texture mm. in a way. Uh, but uh, it's sweet, there's no cream in it. And then it's like very um, satisfying. Yeah, it's in bits very light. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the other thing is, think wagashi is plant based. Mm-hmm. So people think it's healthier. Yeah. I mean, the agar, my mother was saying, yokan is made out of agar. Mm. And um, that is a very good alternative to gelatin, which is an animal product. Mm. Yeah, well, let's talk about the ingredients mm. because I think that really shows what the wagashi is. So, agar, I think we call it kanten. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what is um, agar? I mean, kanten or agar? Yeah, it's very helpful alternative for gelatin. Um, we melt and set it for jelly types of wagashi. Aga is delivered from plant in the sea. Mm. Yeah, it is full of fiber. Right. Yeah, has no calorie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a vegan. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's like 80% fiber. It's something yeah, like yeah. extremely yeah. fiber. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all very good for you. Right. So it's number one. Mm? And the fiber. Oh, mm. yeah. And the second one. is a kikulage. Ah. <laughs> oh, we, we have a lot of fiber in, in Japan. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, and I think uh, agar, there's no taste, no odor. Mm-hmm. And so it's really neutral instead yeah. of uh, animal based gelatin. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah. a lot of the vegetarians and vegans can mm. have the agar. Right. We, we, when we visit to Paris, so, mm. so many chefs just to start to use the, the agar. agar. Yes. Oh, instead of yeah. gelatin. And mm. agar comes in a sponge, like dry sponge form, mm. form or powder sometimes, or it's, it's very stringy. Mm. But um, whichever way you purchase, you have to melt them in water mm. and heat it. Mm. Right, but I also heard that it sits more firmly than gelatin, and it's um, you know able to set room temperature as well. Mm-hmm. So it's more easier to use for yeah. for chefs, or even home cooks. Yes. Right. Okay. And uh, so um, yeah, it's a in, in other words, it's kind of like diet food. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so other things. Uh, what about um, uh, wasanbon? Yeah, wasabi, a very fine Japanese powder, sugar, mm. just very, very fine. And uh, that has a distinctive flavor as well as the natural light being colored. Beige, beige color. Mm. Be- beige, beige, beige color. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's, isn't it very expensive? Because it's a, it has to be processed by hand. And uh, wasabi, when it comes to wagashi, because of that, the refined texture, people pay for it, but wasabi is very precious. Mm. Yeah, and expensive. I heard. I bet I expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. And uh, okay. And the other thing, um, there's so many different uh, uh, powders, 
right? So what about the kanbaiko, for instance? Hmm? Kanbaiko, I think. Uh, um, I think it's uh, a it's a sweet uh, rice powder. That's rice powder. So often you the uh, make uh, and was ohigashi. Mm. Ohigashi like a dried very soft. Right. And uh, yeah. Yeah, higashi is another type of uh, Japanese uh, sweets because a dried snack. Dried, yeah. Right. And a little sugar. So it's based on uh, rice powder. Yeah. Right. And uh, the, I think the the other one is uh, kuzu, kuzu powder. Uh, yeah. Very traditional ingredient to wagashi. It is a starch from the arrow wood plant. Mm. Right. Um, I heard in this country, um, arrowroot became um, kind of weed. That's <laughs> really, uh, you know, damaged <laughs> the ecology of this country. But you can, if you process it right, the kuzu is a very high-quality starch. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Somebody told me that kuzu is a really a dominant weed. So once you it's have a kuzu, weed? yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> but. If you find the kuzu in this country, arrowroot, uh, then you can just uh, make kuzu powder. <laughs> yeah, but it's very, very um, difficult to make because for each plant, mm. you can only oh. get such little amount of starch, mm. I think. So Aye. it's very precious. That's another expensive item. <laughs> Probably. Aye. I mean, to get uh, 100% mm. kuzu powder is difficult, mm. even in Japan, I think. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there's so many... Um, Items um, used to kuzu. Uh, you can use a starch, but it's more kind of um, better texture mm -hmm. than other starch, right? And uh, so the you mentioned the dorayaki, but the feeling is um, anko, right? So what is anko? Yeah, it's a sweetened and a white bean. We use it as a paste often. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, right. So it's a red bean paste. Mm. Or, bean. or white. Mm. We have it in white also. Right. So azuki beans or have... Red and white. Mm. Right, yeah. red and white version. And <coughs> I heard also shiro, that's, you know, regular anko is red, but then white version we call this shiroan. Mm. And um, it can be made sometimes from navy beans or French beans too. So, mm. uh, right, so it's kind of approachable. I think azuki can be grown here in this country as well. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's not uh, really... Um, foreign item. If you want to make it, you can make a zuki mm -hmm. So, that's something you should think about. Mm. Right. Okay, and uh, alright, so um, the people say um, wagashi is healthier, and we discussed a little bit. Do you think it's healthier than yeah. western sweets? It is true. And wagashi is healthier than western dessert in many ways. The rice flour and root powder that we use in Japanese desert are lower in calorie. Mm. Because of uh, yeah. we don't use uh, butter no or cream. Butter, no cream. Mm. So and our traditional and the sugar uh, minimally processed processed processed. Mm. processed. Mm. Yeah. So they re uh, remain naturally sweet even if you use a little of it. Mm. Very traditional wagashi doesn't require to use butter or oil. Mm. Agajori, a plant based, so it is a vegan and low in calorie, unlike the gelatin, which 
is made from bone marrow of animals. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I, and uh, I think uh, because wagashi is, it's not like a giant layer cake, layer, like, you know, the sponge cake or something. It tends to be smaller. Mm. And uh, it's pretty sweet, but uh, intense that you don't feel like eating many of those. And it's beautiful, seasonal, and it's kind of occasion-based, like tea ceremony. Or you can just snack and with a cup of green tea. Mm. So I think um, you don't, you tend not to overeat mm. wagashi. But if you get something a little bit bigger, like dorayaki, mm. which is the pancake with the red bean inside, they're made so that it's not so sweet, too. Mm. Right. Because my mother used to make dorayaki for me when I was little. Oh, my and God. I would just eat one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. used to make all the desserts and everything for us wow. when we were little. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think of making dorayaki at home. Yeah. My mother never did. She used to <laughs> yeah, make pancake on a teppan. Mm. <coughs> right. Oh, wow. So, but um, it's kind of like breaking mm. this argument that wagashi is healthier because mm. when I eat dorayaki, mm. I like putting some butter on uh-huh. it. <laughs> oh, because it's like pancake. Yeah, mm. and I think the sweetness and that cream, like fat, mm. goes well, and it's so that's satisfying. Mm, it's very yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's like some piece of cheese with it. Oh, yeah, so. cheese dorayaki. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, I I crave some Gu- fat. guilty pleasures. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's the new variation of it. Oh, yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. Cheese. And uh, last week um, we had a uh, um, John McCarthy of mm. Oka Restaurant, and uh, he just went to Japan to study wagashi, mm. and uh, he said he saw a uh, uh, daifuku, mm. and it's uh, the mochi part had some marshmallow in it, mixed mm. in. So there may be some Western-influenced versions of wagashi nowadays. Mm. It was very interesting. Yeah. Anyways, so um, so you although you can cook almost any kind of food, you are into wagashi. Why do you think uh, wagashi um, is interesting to you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you you could choose. You published a book of wagashi, right? Yeah. And. Uh, why wagashi for you? Uh, I, it was believed that making the wagashi was uh, difficult at home. Mm. And I like challenging. Mm. And I also like to like to do things that no one else had done before. Mm. True. And that is why <laughs> I thought I can create wagashi recipes that are easy for everyone to make mm. and hoped that it would help our traditional become more approachable. Mm. I already invented the cookzen and with the pot. Uh, You can make chocolate of and natural custard dessert with a minute. Wagashi was only a next step away in my mind. Right. So, I mean, still, I'm not sure if uh, our listeners can really visualize, you know, what wagashi is. But mm. basically, um, it's really beautiful, seasonal, and healthy. And you can make any kind of thing pretty easily if you know how to do it. Although, I have not tried. <laughs> Almost mm. never. <laughs> but uh, I saw your book, and then I can do it probably at home. 
Mm. Right. So, and then you also developed a, a mold of wagashi, yeah. right, which I think is a key part because wagashi's visual <coughs> is very important. And if you have a nice mold that you can use, you can make wagashi. And then you can serve at your party and impress your guests. So, um, so what did you? What is your wagashi mold? It's uh, what kind of? Um, uh, I was uh, looking into creating wagashi recipe. I discovered other things. The tra- traditional wagashi would mold uh, very very expensive in Japan now. Mm. It can be anything between one hundred fifty to four hundred. Dollars. US dollar. Wow. Yeah, a piece. Mm, oh, because uh, the craftsmen who make the molds are, you know, craftsmen, artisanal people who make wagashi molds are disappearing, right? Mm. So, wow, it's almost like uh, yeah. literally art, artwork. Yeah, so uh, anyway, it's very expensive, and this is because they are all hand crafted mm. and carefully curved. By the wagashi mold masters, mm. one mold at a time. Mm. I also learned that there are only a handful of wagashi mold masters left in Japan now, mm. which is uh, and uh, very very sad. Right. Yeah. In order for our beautiful tradition to continue, I had to do something. I thought if I make several types of wagashi mold in plastic, it would be more approachable mm. for everyone to try and make wagashi at home. Mm. And when they uh, realize how easy it is to make wagashi dessert, then they would look for difficult wagashi to try. Mm. Soon, people would also like mold that are more authentic and traditional, mm. this will help the mold masters survive. Right. Yeah, if people start recognizing and purchasing their artistic wooden mold, mm. the more accessible the wagashi, mold masters would thrive also. Mm. Right. Yeah, um, so if you go to Japan, there are a lot of wagashi shops alongside Western pastry shops. Mm. So I think it's important to have all those molds available and traditional artisans, but because it's such a traditional work conditions, I think, mm. it's hard to uh, find people to succeed their art. So, so what you're doing is to preserve wagashi culture without enough number of artisans who make mold so that's amazing but uh, do you sell your mold uh, here in the US as well where can we buy it uh, in the future okay. but, but, but yeah we want to try okay. to sell yeah. in here okay so yeah. keep me posted <laughs> because <laughs> I want to try yeah because your book um, you know the wagashi cookbook it's amazing like oh wow I can use uh, I can make this wagashi so beautiful and the pictures and I can make it at home which mm-hmm. I never imagined ah. yeah so that's exciting okay so uh, let's take a quick break here and uh, when we come back we'll talk about actual wagashi recipes in Machiko's new cookbook uh, wagashi uh, cookbook so please stay with us
Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Needs Podcast Live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Taki Kotema, and my guest today is Machiko Chiba, who is a best selling cookbook author, television personality, and an entrepreneur based in Tokyo and New York. So,、uh, in your new book, you have 57 recipes of Wagashi. So, could you give us,、uh, our listeners, some examples of Wagashi from the book and、uh, they can try easily? Yeah,、uh, I'd like to introduce. Cherry blossom rice cake.、Mm. Yeah, we call it sakura mochi.、Mm. Yeah, ah, so it's in, in season. <laughs> yeah,、right. it's not season. And、uh, so it makes eight pieces of red bean paste, 60 grams red bean powder, 60 grams sugar, 120 grams water,、mm. and the rice, 200 grams. Domyoji rice and 200 gram water, one scatlock red food coloring, 30 gram sugar, pinch of salt, and eight salted cherry blossom leaf, eight salted cherry blossom flowers.、Mm. And the first, flowers. yeah, how to make. And I said, to,、um, to make the, I'm、oh, sorry, to make the <coughs> red bean paste mixed together in red bean powder and 6 grams of sugar and 120 grams water in the cook them. And、uh, next, close the weight and heat for two minutes with a steam hold set to close. Mix with the wooden spatula until the paste is combined and set aside in a separate bowl. And rinse the cook then and place the rice inside. Give it quickly, right,、uh, rinse, then drain the rice using a seal. Put the drained rice back into the cook then. Add 200 grams water of food coloring, 30 grams sugar, and salt and mix well. Cover in the heat. Uh, three or seven minutes with a steam hole set to open. After cooking, let it sit for an additional three or four minutes. Divide the red bean paste into eight equal portions and roll each into a bowl. Mix the c 
cook rice with a wooden spatula and divide it into eight equal eight portions. While still warm, take a portion of rice and gently flatten in the palm of your hand. Place one bean paste bowl in the center of the rice and gently fold the rice around it to cover. Repeat with remaining rice and red bean paste. Wrap one salted leaf around each rice cake. Lightly rinse the salted cherry blossom flower, shake dry, and place one on the top of each serving. Mm, right. So it really looks like uh, cherry blossom in a cherry leaf. Mm. Right. So, like, um, yeah, you'll be proud when you serve at the party to see Hanami with yeah. the cherry blossom party. And right. the cherry blossoms, the, when it's salted mm. to preserve the fragrance and the flavor and the color, mm. it's very lightly pink. It's literally right. from the trees. Right. Yeah. Right. So, when you use that in a dessert, it's it means a lot for us, mm-hmm. but also for you know my friends who's never seen a cherry blossom or wagashi, they get very excited. Mm. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's so pretty. Right, so it's like a bomb, and even I think <coughs> people don't even know uh, how flavorful the leaf can be. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, I always look for even more so for mm. the smell of a leaf mm. in a. The sakura mochi. Uh-huh. That's my mm. personal preference too. Yeah. yeah so. And the sakura, uh, you, you can buy sakura tea also these days. It's mm. green tea, light green tea with sakura uh, fragrance, mm. which is very nice. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to look into that. Mm. Right. Yeah, so so basically though, that this, you know, there's domiuchi powder you, you mentioned, which is like based on um, the sweet rice, but I think you can swap with regular rice powder too so basically mm. it's easy you, you make azuki beans and then um you cook rice and wrap it mm. <laughs> basically and then wrap also with uh, you know chili leaf that's mm. the idea so if people wants to try it's mm. really easy to try yeah. yeah this morning when she made the sakura mochi for you yeah thank you i can't, <laughs> I can't wait to try that <laughs> she actually we didn't have the domyoji with the rice powder mm-hmm. so we use the sweet mochi rice mm. which is like a it's also called a sticky rice where it's available in any market mm-hmm. and we uh, coarse grind it in the blender mm. and cooked it oh wow yeah so you don't have to necessarily go for <laughs> these traditional you know ingredients right. we could make use of <laughs> what's in the market too yeah. mm-hmm. I love shortcuts. That's what I'm going to do, I think. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to to have the basic idea, mm. like in your cookbook. But you can always uh, wing yeah, many parts. you can wing it, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so uh, one of our listeners asked about uh, yubeshi, um, which is not in your book, I understand. But could you tell us, because also you, you know a lot about wagashi, maybe you can tell us what the yubeshi is and how you can make yubeshi at home. Ah. Yubeshi is a wag- uh, wagashi from Yamagata Prefecture. Mm, and uh, of Yeah, mm. it is a rice cake that uh, uh, boils. Right. Well, it makes sense because Akita is famous for great yeah. rice production. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. And uh, it is easy, but one out of 500 grams, uh, we use a mochi, co- mm. 
And it's much good another uh, sweet, a rice, sweet powder. rice powder. Mm. And 200 gram sugar and 75 cc soy sauce. We use soy sauce. Mm. And uh, 225 cc water. Mm. A handful uh, chopped walnut. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like a fatty piece in wagashi. Uh, yeah. Right. And the first uh, we place the mochiko, sugar and the soy sauce in the bowl mm. and mix well by hand mm. until there are no clumps. And add the water slowly while kneading. Mm. Uh, the dough texture should be smooth and has a firm Firmness, firmness, mm. yeah, of an ear love. We call it mimitabu, mm-hmm. ear love. <laughs> it's such a Japanese thing to say. Yeah, this is a very common Japanese <laughs> expression yeah. to, to describe. Your love and then compare with your with dough. Yeah, but the dough really have to feel like yeah. your ear love. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, you never forget once you know it. Yeah, ear love yeah. is so soft. But we, like say, a, we say that it's a phrase in Japan, no? Uh, so, like soft. Yeah, yeah. it's soft, yeah. but <laughs> not right. too soft. It's firm and soft. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and divided the dough into three, uh, six portions. Hmm. The six portion, and roll and uh, stretch them into long stick. And then cut them into ten pieces. Hmm. And place the walnut inside each piece. Hmm. And then place them inside the steamer. Mm. The steam for 30 or 40 minutes. Okay. It's ready and let's cool. Mm. Mm. Right. So I think there are many versions and there's the walnuts and also some people put some uh, yuzu, no, some citrus. I sometimes well. use and, uh, and uh, sesame. Right. Yeah, black sesame. Mm. So just a basically uh, sweet rice powder. I think some people can use uh, shiratama, that's another Japanese ah. rice powder. Mm. And uh, so if you have water... Uh, the powder, like flour, mm. and uh, sugar, and soy, and soy then sauce, yeah. right, it so makes it sweet and salty. Mm. Yeah, and some add some umami too. Mm. Right, so just guaranteed taste because it's so good. Right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's yubeshi, and I think uh, some uh, commercial products exist in the market too. Yubeshi, mm. although it's very hard to find. That's why one of the listeners asked, <coughs> "What is yubeshi, and how how can you make it home?" Mm. Yeah, so. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so you've been, uh, you know, you've been on the co- uh, cook, no, book tour for your uh, Kukzen, Wagashi cookbook. So what kind of um, reaction do you get from the audience when you are speaking to, you know, people in the States? Uh, everyone was surprised to see the uh, different type of Wagashi, uh, which I made using the Kukzen cook pot uh, at the Colombo. Mm. It brought much interest among uh, their chef. Also, I have discovered the children love to uh, make wagashi. Mm. I had invention to teach a cooking class of youth, which was a part of the foundation created uh, by Louis Vuitton in mm. Paris. Mm. Wow. And, yeah, these small children who are only five to ten years old, and all did very well. Mm. It was uh, inspiring to see them 
working, getting creative, and having fun.、Mm-hmm. What kind of wagashi did you make with, with the children?、Uh, ohigashi, ohigashi mm-hmm. and the kinyoku, and the nerikiri.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like pretty elaborate,、mm-hmm. um, difficult. Mm-hmm. Artwork. Well, it's, it seems difficult, but it's not because even a five year old can do it. Right. <laughs> That's a great <laughs>、yeah. point, Akita. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody thinks wagashi is difficult,、mm. but this really proved that a five year old can.、Right. You know, yeah. I'm totally motivated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they motivated I understand that French education、uh, plays i m p o r t a n t in cultivating children's、mm. five senses.、Mm. Yeah. So making wagashi was perfect.、Mm. Right, so,、yeah. and、We、also they learn healthy, healthier sweets too.、Mm. Oh. As an option. I mean, it's funny that Louis Vuitton、yeah. <laughs> hosted a kind of a workshop for kids. And、uh, everybody enjoyed the beautiful bagasse with our eyes.、Mm. And they listened to the sound of different ingredients、mm. being plated in bowl and mold. And、they loved mixing the ingredients with their one hand.、Mm. They used their mouth and the nose to smell、mm. and to taste the different sweetness of each wagashi that they made themselves.、Mm. They could not wait to eat. <laughs> and the show it Me neither. The parents who came with them. Yeah, they were covered in sugar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so this was an inspiring moment for me in、mm. every way.、Mm. And therefore, I see the future of Wagashi outside of Japan、mm. in very positive way. It's just a matter of、um, you know, information that's been provided in. Outside Japan, about Wagashi, not many people know.、Mm. And I really don't, don't know why, because it's such a great food.、Yeah. Oh, but I think my mother would explain that it would become, it has a potential of becoming popular because, you know, the matcha green tea、mm. is yeah, matcha now very, already. Yeah, very, popular very popular in Japan. It accompanies matcha.、Mm. Yeah. Right, so natural. Maybe it's a matter of time. Right. <laughs> And、uh, I think, you know, Japan is such a gift oriented country.、Mm. So, Wagashi is used for gifts. So, that's a huge、uh, support for Japanese consumer market.、Mm. But I think、uh, the pure、um, tastiness of Wagashi、mm. should be discovered in this other a s p e c t And healthiness.、Right. Lots of fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely, and it's very satisfying. <laughs>、right. And so, different variations. Like I, I said earlier, it can be really like tiny, beautiful piece, or it、yeah. could be comfort food.、Mm. Right. So,、um, yeah, let's just try to work on more you know, promotion of Wagashi yeah, to yeah. the world.、Right. So, macho is、uh, already very popular around the world.、So. Mm. Mm. Becoming, mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so,、um, all right, so where can we find your.、Um, Details of your books and updates、mm? on the website. No? Yeah.、Hmm. So, what's the website address you have? Website? Oh, my website and、mm-hmm. the new newspaper. Okay. So, your yeah, website,、nice. I think it's machiko-cook.com.、Uh, Is that、mm-hmm. your website? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's M A C H I K O cook, C O K dot com.、Mm. And,、uh, So, we can find any information about books and、yeah. updates. 
Okay, hopefully uh, you're going to teach some classes in, uh, in New York and other cities in the world. Uh, actually, she has a cooking demonstration at the William Sonoma next Saturday on the 14th. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So this is come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's on the uh, website. Well. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, thank you for joining us, Machiko and Kiko. So good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. So listeners, uh, so Wagashi Cookbook is really fun and uh, beautiful. So I highly recommend to check it out. And if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese at heritageradionetwork.org or kikokatema.com. And Japanese is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. And our engineer is David Tetasiore. And uh, we will take a spring break. And the next show will be on May 7th. So thank you for listening. I'll see you, see you then. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.